welcome to My Moon Time. In this recording, we do have some adult language. You may choose to want to listen with your headphones on. If so, now's the time. Hello, welcome, welcome. I'm Dane Michelle Gillespie, creator of My Moon Time, My Moon Time app, and My Moon Time podcast that you're listening to. I have Caroline here with us today. She is the owner of CCO Wellness. And she's a nutritionist, trainer, and intuitive health coach. Um, one of her taglines that I love is bridging the gap between abs and enlightenment. And as well as I will help you break free from constantly seeking the next diet, empower yourself with a sustainable nutrition and fitness plan, and integrate the science and spirituality of health to create your most confident, beautiful, best life. I love that. So yay. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for being here today, Caroline. Thanks, Dana. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Yay. Um, so as my moon time is all about female wellness and menstrual cycles, um, and I know we messaged before about talking about this important topic that you really work with your clients on. So I wanted to hear, um, talk a little bit more about what, well, let's start with what got you into, um, doing this whole fitness nutrition world. Cause I know that story is pretty fascinating too. <laughs> yeah. So I know in my intro, you kind of mentioned this like holistic lens to health, you know, oftentimes just to keep it short, I call myself a holistic health coach, but, and, and I think of that as taking this, this mind, body, spirit approach, right? Not just looking at like diet rules, for example, like you have to follow these rules or you have to eat these foods or you have to exercise in this specific way, but zooming out to look at everything that's affecting your mind, body, and soul. But I definitely did not used to always be like that. <laughs> I have been coaching for over six years now in the nutrition and fitness space, and my entry was pretty intense. Um, I used to be very into CrossFit. I drank the Kool-Aid hardcore, and it was all about intensity in those days. I was working out like a crazy person. Um, that's when I became a CrossFit coach. So then I was also coaching people. And that's also when paleo was really on the rise. So there were, I feel like every other month I was signing up for some type of paleo challenge. But then what would happen on day 31 is I would basically binge eat. So it was this like, you're either all in or you're all out. And there was, there was no balance in my life in fitness or in nutrition. Um, and I didn't, it took me a while to kind of learn that because after CrossFit, I really got into bodybuilding. And in 2020, I became an IFBB bikini pro. So I was able to compete at the professional level. And I just kept going basically throughout that summer of 2020 until it got to a point where I didn't have a period anymore. So I'm personally very aware of how important menstrual health is based on my experience. Um, and my body was just so beat up from doing all of the things. I was constantly in that all in mode or else I was basically disordered eating in some way, shape or form. And that's really when I took a step back. Um, I went through a lot of healing during that time. I started working with a functional practitioner in medicine. I really put my focus on health 
over how lean can I be or how much can I exercise and came back to to my body, the wisdom of my body, my intuition, um, my divine feminine power. I did a lot of work in feminine energy during that time, sat with plant medicine, uh, did some hypnotherapy, and I learned so much during that phase of healing myself, and it really made me evaluate, wow, we've kind of got this whole wrong idea in the diet and fitness world that it's all about like finding the quote unquote perfect macronutrients for your diet or finding the perfect diet period or finding the perfect training plan. And what I realized in healing myself and then, you know, trickling these things I was learning to my clients is actual sustainable feeling healthy and confident and comfortable in your skin goes so far beyond just eat like this and move like this. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's been yeah. a journey, but it's been it's been really beautiful to kind of take a more a more zoomed out holistic approach and I think it's it's really benefited me and my lifestyle and it's really fun for me to kind of bring that to clients as well. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, it's um I know you and I were talking it's such perfect time to be having this conversation because in the northern hemisphere right now it's starting to be spring. Um, and it's all of us. Well, I know you and I in particular are like, oh my God, the sun's out. I just want to be outside feeling that. And it's that season that we, you know, we tend to even biologically, like we go out and start moving our bodies out and about. So it's perfect to be talking about our menstrual cycles and, you know, going out and about and getting healthy and in shape more. I mean, not that we don't do it in the winter, but with the holidays, people have a tendency of being like, oh, well, it's the holidays. Um, so it's so great to be doing this with you right now. And it's an important topic. I mean, I was putting on this shirt and I was like, oh my God, like I was looking at my tummy. I'm like, mm. I mean, I know I've been having like neck and head issues. I'm going to an osteopath and a chiropractor, but I need to be getting into my fitness a little bit more right now. Not that I don't love my body how it is. Um, it's just, I know my body very well. <laughs> it's so nice to be talking with somebody who knows and works with uh, fitness and eating healthy for healthy body, healthy mind, healthy menstrual cycles. And that's an important one because you have so much extremes out there. I feel like, like eat this and who cares or do this for your menstrual cycle and do what I say. And you're like, Oh my God, no, make it stop. Yeah. And everyone is so, so different. You know, I think most people, like you were kind of saying, winter is a season. It's about a little bit of hibernation. It's about a little bit of that, that, uh, that womb time almost, right? Planting seeds. Um, so this is a really powerful time of year to kind of look at your health, maybe reevaluate goals. I'm not a huge fan of New Year's resolutions, but maybe if you set those, you can kind of check in. And within the extremes, like you mentioned, I know this is, I've already had a couple of my clients be like, so should I consider dieting now? Like going into an actual calorie restriction phase heading into summer? And it's almost like we've brainwashed is a little bit too harsh of a term, but we've been conditioned. Maybe that's a better term to use that when when we're in this phase that we're in right now, we should change a bunch of things 
or restrict our calories or go to an extreme. But the truth is we don't need to have this like specific switch that needs to turn on. We can just take any day, like today, maybe whoever is listening, you can just think about today, what are one to three things I could do to really honor my body today? And you could keep it as simple as that. Like think if you asked yourself that more often, how much more of like a flow you could get into with your health and wellness versus trying to hop into an extreme every couple months or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's great. So asking yourself each day, what you, uh, what I can do for myself. Will you say that again? It was kind of was so potent, but yeah. Yeah. Um, a simple way to ask would be, you know, what's one way I could honor my body today or what is one thing my body is asking for today? And some days it might be rest. You know, my body tells me it's rest a lot, (laughs) but other days you, you might feel this pull to do like a much harder workout because maybe you ate really well the previous day and, and you slept really well and your body might be asking for that. Like, let's go, let's, let's get it going. Uh, but just taking a moment to check in is so powerful because I know your work is, is with menstrual cycles and the extremes, the stress of the extremes, the stress on our mind and our bodies can, can definitely mess with that. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a lot of what my moon time is about is about a a little, how should I say, not platform, but device to help each one of us kind of just check and be like, okay, where am I at today? Just kind of start that conversation. Like you're saying of like, what do I need? Okay. This is where approximately at on my cycle. Okay. This is where the moon's most likely at today, like what, you know, what does that energy feel like? And what does the season today feel like? And what does my body need? So I love, yeah, I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I I've done that too. I do it when I, I used to teach, um, pole dance, female fitness, more of like a yogic thing for a long, long time. And, um, that's kind of how I would start off. I mean, that's how we were my teacher, um, encouraged us and I would absolutely do it as you start off the class slowly just dropping in and then seeing what's showing up for you and I'll tell you because there's you know there's a lot of information out there about like oh when you're bleeding you shouldn't do this and shouldn't do this I have videos of me you know after going in going on that yoga mat and doing like movie meditation for 45 minutes and then I was bleeding in my bleeding phase and I was totally doing inversions in the pole and I had no contraindications like everyone's a little different and our bodies, um, like you said, are are each unique and it's feeling into that and seeing what it wants. And yeah, I love that. It's pretty cool. Instead of all these rigid rules of this is it's like, um, maybe, maybe not so much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, down to just our daily lifestyle is everyone is so different. And you know, I work with women very specifically into nutrition and everyone's preferences are different, right? Like, you know, I'll have someone ask me, like, I keep seeing posts about fasting. Should I start some type of fasting protocol? And I'm like, well, where's your stress level at? Do you want to add the stress of fasting? And do you want to fast? Or, you know, do you want to do a time-restricted feeding window where you're not eating till 11 a.m.? Or like me, breakfast is my favorite meal. I will not be able to stick to something like that because I don't want to skip my breakfast. (laughs) 
Or even like keto, right? Some people like higher fat, but some people really like to eat higher carb diets. So that's not going to work for them long term. So it's kind of pointless to have all these rules if you can't actually stick to them. Yeah. Yeah. No, those are great points. Great points. Um, what was I going to ask you about? Um, more on nutrition and your clients um, and menstrual cycles. Have you seen with them big shifts? Have they gotten their menstrual cycles back or whatnot when you start working with them? I'd love to hear some more because I'm always so captivated by those um, journeys. Because, you know, when you're I find when I'm in things, I get a, I can get a little like, oh my God, am I dying? And when I get emails from people that like, it's very poignant when you're in these positions and you're like, oh my God, my period's gone. What's going on? You know? So I love hearing the, you know, stories of, oh yeah, da, 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 and then it, it's all better now. Yeah. It's, it's kind of tough. You know, I typically work with clients on a six month container, coaching container, and one thing that we usually tackle first is that your cycle is, you know, what, anywhere from 28 to 35 days, I think is pretty average, but it usually takes a couple cycles to see what you're doing today come to fruition. And we're sold a lot of magic pills, especially, you know, on social media and that sort of thing. So the process I take is much more, how can we slow down again? How can we come back to you, your lifestyle? And what are the, I call them, you know, the quote unquote, big rocks. Like what are those big, maybe low hanging fruit as another term too. What are those big things that we can focus on first? Uh, with a lot of women, I don't know if you're familiar with like Stacey Sims research. She I don't has, think so. no, she's an, uh, endurance athlete or she used to be and she's now a doctor and she does a lot of work with women on women's health um and one of the things that she talks about a lot is that pretty much anytime you have a cycle disruption it's likely coming from low energy availability so whether that's over exercising putting you into too much of an energy deficit or restricting and restricting your calories in such a way that your body doesn't have enough energy available to consider it safe to procreate, right? Um, and that's that's what I see the most is a some combination of over-exercising and or under-eating that is usually the assumed culprit. Um, and of course, I encourage my clients to get regular lab work and to also work with a practitioner if that's what they want to do. And I work with them more on the lifestyle, nutrition, and fitness side of things. Um, but I guess my point there with the magic pill is that it's good to kind of not to remove the expectation of I'm going to see things change right away. Because I know personally for my journey, in hindsight, I'm like, oh, that was such a great healing journey and it was awesome. And now I'm here. But it was more like a roller coaster for almost a year of ups and downs and relearning how to listen to my body, relearning what actually worked for me as I put the rules in the back seat and listen to myself more than someone else, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that's a really important reminder, but oftentimes coming back to stress in whatever form, whether it's lifestyle, you know, relationship, work stress, or stress from exercise, stress from chronic dieting, if we can address that, that's usually what helps my clients honestly more than anything, because we forget how much different types of stress impact us. 
And so, yeah, I've definitely had clients come work with me and they get their period back or what's maybe even more common if someone comes to me and they have a cycle, but they have really severe PMS symptoms or it's not super regular. Oftentimes they'll randomly, you know, we'll have a a client check-in session or something and they'll say, oh, and my period showed up and I didn't even know. Like it just, it just showed up one day. And I'm like, that is awesome. When you used to have all of these negative symptoms and now it's like no PMS, you're just like, boop, there she is. And I feel great still. I felt great yesterday. I feel great today. That's when I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, your body is happy right now. That's awesome. That's fantastic. When you work with your clients, are you doing just nutrition? Are you also like um, doing fitness with them too? Yeah, it's a, it's a combo. So what I offer with my one-on-one clients is we do a lot of Zoom calls. So my background, when I first started nutrition coaching, it was all email-based, like all Google spreadsheet email-based. And I went out on my own. I worked as a contractor nutrition coach for a long time. And I went out on my own um, at the beginning of 2021. So just over a year ago. And I was like, this is just not enough. It's always a one-way conversation. So what I do now is Zoom calls that allow us to kind of like you said, have that settle in moment like you did when you were uh, teaching classes, have that moment to to really land in the space to allow us to build some of that trust. Um, so I guess the short answer to your question is yes, we're going to be talking about macronutrients and what you're eating, how you're eating, how much you're eating, um, personal training and training programs. I offer that. But What I see make the biggest difference is when we have those one-on-one sessions together and we're able to do some mindfulness practices that allow us to get to some of those core beliefs that drive chronic dieting, for example. Like if you feel like you've ever done, like what I used to do, you know, like Whole30, basically binge eat, feel like I have to diet again. And it was like a never ending cycle. A lot of that was rooted in limiting beliefs or inner child wounds too is something that comes up a lot. So now that I have this more holistic lens and we have the space and the time for these actual conversations and these actual practices that allow us to get to that deeper level, that's when I see the most change. That's when I see, you know, my clients go from being literally like in tears because they don't know what to order when it's vacation because they're so scared to gain weight when they're like on a trip to going on vacation, actually having fun (laughs) and coming home and not feeling like, A, they gained a bunch of weight or they're scared to step on the scale or they feel like they immediately need to restrict. It's that that comes a lot from their history with their relationship with food and their body more than a training plan or your macros. Yeah, that's awesome. So much cultural programming (laughs) going back to certain maybe a certain mindset of certain individuals that wanted to own and control women and yeah well I always go back to so women are actually biological killers that's just who we are it's throughout all of all of species women are designed to kill so if we tell women that they're only attractive if they have no hair and they're super skinny and dainty and need someone to rescue them then they'll be really easily conquerable and it's like 
<laughs> nope, 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 nope. Yeah. Um, and yeah. even modern day, like there's so many times I'll be working with someone and they're like, well, I remember my mom dieting like X, Y, and Z, you know, and following these diets. Or I remember when I was eight, someone making comments about my body. And it's like, we don't realize those are, those are unconscious beliefs, right? We don't realize how much they're driving our actions today, but it's definitely rooted in patriarchy. <laughs> and it shows up in very subtle ways when, when a lot of those neural pathways are still being developed when we're really young. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and as each person kind of gets more neutral to all those subconscious beliefs that aren't truthful, um, each person becomes very, how shall I say, um, they can't be sold very easily. You know, they're not very easily had or things can't be, you know, marketed to them as easily and they're not going to be addicted to things. So it's a very, um, I think a wonderful stance that each one of us, I hope, continues to move into because it's kind of like we're whole, complete and perfect every moment. We don't need all this extra shit that we've been told we needed to because we've been conned into it. All these made up stories like, mm. but I also do love feeling healthy and good and well every day. I shouldn't say good. I should say um, full of vitality. And I do love feeling energized, yeah. <laughs> but I... I can sleep too, you know, when you're in the um, second phase of your menstrual cycle with the, you didn't call it premenstrual or whatever phase you want to refer to it as, there can be a tendency of uh, needing rest, which is also great. But um, if I used to be a long distance runner in high school and I ran a lot in college just for myself and I love that feeling of just running. So to me, I always love being in those states and I'm not just running and feeling free. I'm always like, ah, oh, I feel like I'm being held back, but that's just me. That's like, so part of being healthy is having that mobility and agility to be able to go out and just go for a jog and not feel weighted down and heavy or bloated where I'm like, I can't move. I don't feel good. <laughs> yeah. And I think that brings up a great point too. Like we were talking about before how people are different. Everyone has that own, what you just described is almost like your own definition of, of, success in health and wellness, or maybe even just saying definition of wellness and feeling well in your body. Um, I hate running. I pretty much dislike all cardio <laughs> actually. <laughs> so my definition would probably not include, you know, some of those factors that you said. Um, and that's important to remember too. Like that's why my work is very individualized because everyone's gonna, if someone comes to me and they're like, I want to feel healthy. My first question is always, what does that mean to you? And don't go on Instagram and try to find whatever someone else says is healthy because they're in a totally different place than you. But mm -hmm. like, how do you define it? If that's what you want to feel like, what does that actually look like in a day of if you're living as this healthy version of yourself, what does that look like? That's awesome. Yeah. So personalized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is there, um, has there been something recently with your, one of your clients or a few of your clients that like completely inspired you or you're just kind of like, okay, this is really motivating me. Any kind of particular stories, it doesn't have to be menstrual related per se, but anything in particular um, that you just are very excited about. 
Yes. You know, sometimes my clients cry in our one-on-one sessions, but it's always like, it's always a beautiful release when that happens. You know, it's, it's sometimes hard and uncomfortable, but when I see those releases, it's always like, wow, we are moving things. You know, we are literally moving energy and emotion and beliefs. And so I always, maybe this is like so terrible to share, but I really love it when people have those like big releases when we're working together because it shows me literally they're transforming when you have those, those shifts. Like I said, even when it's uncomfortable and recently one of my clients, um, she is a total badass entrepreneur. Um, she has a team, you know, she's running things. She has twin little kids. Like she has so much going on in her life. And when she came to me, you know, she, she felt like she had all of these areas of her life totally dialed in. Like she felt like this queen energy in like her career, in her family. She had a great home. She was like, I can tick all these boxes, except when it comes to, I don't feel happy in my body. I feel uncomfortable in my skin. And so that's kind of why she reached out to me is like, this was the last area that she felt like she's not realizing her potential. And we've been, we haven't been working together for very long. So we've been doing a lot of work on, you know, changes to her nutrition and her training for sure. But also like, why is this the area? Why do you feel like you can be such a powerhouse in all these other areas, except for this one? And as we were doing some, some mindfulness uh, practice, I don't know if you're familiar with Hakomi, but it's kind of like a, a mindfulness practice where you really stay present with the sensations in your body when something difficult comes up to kind of get to some of those core beliefs that could be driving them. So we were uh, doing some of that work and she started crying and I I was asking, you know, there, there there's some tears there, huh? Like, like what's, what's coming up for you? And she discovered this deep seated fear of fully being seen of this this last area of her relationship with food and her body was kind of like a veil that she could keep up so that she didn't have to ever be like totally 100% vulnerable to to the world around her and that you know that is definitely a belief that's going to unconsciously drive you to make certain decisions about how you eat how you move um depending on what you believe, like potentially even affecting your health at like an internal level based on how your body is innately responding to some of those beliefs. So just bringing awareness there and kind of like shining a light on this area that we both didn't know was a seed in her. Now we can start to really reprogram that for lack of a better word or replace it with beliefs that allow her to feel safe and show up fully in all of these areas so she can be just 110% badass, confident woman. Um, So things like that, breakthroughs like that, that's what I feel like is is true, truly the path to your ultimate health and wellness versus like if someone loses five pounds, you know? (laughs) Oh yeah. No, that's incredible. Yeah. That's not, um, your work is not in my awareness, not as common as 
most everything else I'm aware of out there of like, yeah, you know, it's, you'll get, I'll hear a lot of like just fitness, 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 and then you should eat this and you should eat this. And then, or just eat this, just, I love that you're actually going in and helping clear out all those, um, <laughs> childhood programming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, it, you're right. It has huge effects on her entire, like, especially long-term health mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. It's fun and rewarding. And I definitely, I sure hope I teach my clients, but they teach me a lot too. So that's what's beautiful about working with people one-on-one. One of those aspects I think is you get to learn so much from each other, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, is there anything else in your world that's sparking joy for you right now? <laughs> Sparking joy. Oh, well, the reason I made this funny gesture when you said you did some pole dance is because that was one thing that really helped me when I decided to take a big step back from bodybuilding and focus on my health. I was like, I know this is going to be hard for me to see my body change in different ways. What can I do that's like proactive, that's going to empower me? And so I started pole dancing in end of 2020. And I have a, my first competition coming up at the end of April. So I'm just dancing like a madhouse these days. And it, oh my gosh, I'm not a dancer. Like I explained kind of some of my fitness background. It's very much more masculine, if you will. And allowing myself the freedom to move in a different way and dance has been so fun. So there's a lot of joy and a lot of excitement in that area of my life too right now. <laughs> oh, yay. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. I know it's such a, it's such a fun um, activity, pole dancing. And I was more part of the moving meditation pole dance world. Like I went into little oh. bits of um, times kind of probably like the first year or two I was pole dancing. I've been doing this since 2005. Oh, I knew wow. about it because it, it started in LA was the big fitness craze, Sheila Kelly. <laughs> thank you for starting the fitness crave, everything else. No, thank you. Um, that being said, um, I got into kind of that performance pieces for the first year or two. And then I watched enough women that were really were able to drop into the moving meditation and kind of learn to turn the mind off and have the body take you. And then once I started having that, I was like, oh my God, yes. It was literally like, couldn't stop, couldn't stop. But all of it is amazing. Um, one of my old classmates, Natasha Wang, she's um, she became like the best pole dancer, fitness pole dance performer in the world, I think a few times. Wow. So if you're not familiar with, she's incredible, really, really okay. cool. But there's so many beautiful pole dance people out there now. And um, it really has, I think, moved out of more into the beautiful- um, A little out of taboo. Yeah, thank you. My Perfect. dad, my father yes. is still not very pumped about it, but- <laughs> Well, you could always show the, um, what is it? It's, is it, uh, the Chinese pole or yeah, I think it's in, they have the Chinese pole. It's an ancient, um, practice of a pole, very much like a, um, pole for pole dancing. And, um, I think it's a little bit wider and it's been a long 
time practice for I think hundreds of years. So it's not like oh, wow. I the pole that. dancer, pole dancing America knows came from the go-go dancers and, but it's such a fun way to let go and let loose and yes. yeah. And a great workout. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, have an amazing time in your competition. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. Do you teach or are you just taking classes right now? No. And I don't think I will, you know, I've done so much personal training and fitness teaching over the years that I'm like this, of course, that thought has naturally crossed my mind, but I'm like, I want this to just be for play for me and keep it as play. So yeah. that is my mantra, at least for right now. <laughs> Yay. Oh, that's so cool. Check out Natasha Wang. I okay. think you will. Um, and she has a lot of that really, really embodied movement. So it's out of yeah. kind of like you'll, since you do deep, um, energy work and, you know, hip, you know, the subconscious programming. So, you know, when we kind of first get into this world, we're still not in the world, but pole dancing, we kind of do like, look at me, look at me. And then once you kind of start letting go of that old programming, it's kind of like you go in and it's more about following the body and she can do it so well of really being embodied while still performing, which I'm just like, Oh my God. This is incredible. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. That sounds so cool. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun one. So, um, uh, well, is there anything else, um, you want to talk about or share for all the amazing listeners of my moon time that are learning about this amazing nutrition you have and, um, abs and enlightenment, which I stink in love. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, I guess if, uh, if people are curious, uh, I do have a few freebies on my website. If if the uh, beliefs portion that we were talking about speaks to you, I do have a free three-part workshop. That's kind of an intro to reprogramming or choosing new beliefs about food and about your body, um, which is on my website, ccowellness.com. Um, oh, and I also have my podcast, which you will hopefully be on in the near future, <laughs> which is called Macros, Muscle, and Manifestation. It's all about the science and the spirituality and the exploration of health. Um, so that's a great place to tune in. And then I'm I'm pretty dang open book, uh, which you will quickly realize if you <laughs> listen to the podcast. So I'm always available for questions or things like that. The best place is probably Instagram. Um, and my tagline is just my name, at Caroline Ofenstein. I love that. Will you spell your, uh, that whole hashtag for just people that are listening to the podcast? Yeah. Um, so C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E. And then my last name is a tricky one. It's O-F-E-N-S-T-E-I-N. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. But I'm the only one at least. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's yeah. really cool. Oh, well, thank you so, so, so much for taking the time and being here today. I know you have a lot of clients you got to get to, but I always love connecting and talking with you and yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. <laughs> Yay. Please consult your licensed medical professional for any and all medical advice. The information contained here has not been evaluated by the FDA. This information is not intended to treat, diagnose, cure, or prevent any disease and is provided for educational purposes only. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare providers with any questions you have regarding a medical condition and before undertaking any diet, supplement, 
exercise, or other health program.